Reignite on RTE Radio 1. With AIB, our specialist teams are there to support you so you can keep your business going and growing. Now, we all know the big brand Ireland companies, everything from Arlingas to Greencore to the Kerry Group. But one of our fastest growing industries is already much, a very much a big global player, the Irish beauty and skincare industry. Now accounts for 2.1% of total employment. And in the latest figures, the total turnover is estimated at a staggering 2.6 billion. In 2019, 1.2 billion was spent on hair and beauty products, and that's not even including hair appointments and treatments. And it's an industry which is women-led and women-centred. Almost 90% of people employed are female. So dismiss or ignore this industry at your peril. And sitting in front of me are two incredible female entrepreneurs who have both founded and grown their businesses to be on the shelves of retail stores nationally and internationally while building their own online presence. I'm joined by Jennifer Rock, Aka the Skin Nerd, who runs her own skincare brand, Skin Ingredients, and a consultancy and online shop, Skin Nerd. And also with me is Amy Conley of Sculpted by Amy, a cosmetic business with more than 100 products in the Sculpted by Amy brand. Congratulations to both of you. Jennifer and Amy, I'm going to ask you to take 30 <laughs> seconds each to scene set just how big you guys are. Maybe Jennifer, I'll come to you first. Just give me some of your favourite numbers when it comes to number of products, countries, retail stores. Go for it. So I, said, uh, I own two businesses. One is the Skin Nerd. It's an online e-retail store and that's only four years old. And Skin Ingredients is three years old. So it's been a, a whistle tour a few years, there's no denying it. I recruit 30 different people. We have conducted 100,000 consultations in the last four years. We have 50,000 members on the Skin Nerd. We house 1,000 different SKUs. And then in our own brand, Skin Ingredients, it's a lot um, more condensed. So we only have eight products there. We distribute to 50 different countries. Oh, sorry, tell I, we sell to 50 different countries <laughs> and we distribute to two. So currently Ireland and the UK. Amazing. Amy. <laughs> okay, how do you follow that? Um, we are nearly six years old as a brand we started with two products we now actually have over 160 units and um, so it keeps growing and growing and growing and um, we have a relatively small team there's 25 on the team now but to me that feels huge because it's grown exponentially and um, over the last kind of five and a half years we've sold in excess of two million units we are stocked in Ireland we're launching across the UK and the Middle East in Q4 of this year and we are stocked in over 350 stores in Ireland Amazing. Well so, done yeah, both. It's been busy. Yeah. <laughs> in all of that, given the staggering numbers I used there in the introduction and what both of you are doing and contributing to local economy, do you think, Jennifer, this industry is taken seriously enough? I think the key word there is enough. I think when you read out the stats like that and you realise that it's 511 billion per annum globally, I don't think people tend to understand or perhaps respect the volume of it from a recruitment perspective and just from a, a sheer interest perspective. So for me, when I look, say, the British Beauty Council always release their, release their statistics and explain that when you compare our beauty cosmetic sector to the mechanic sector, for example, we recruit more people, we retain more people. So I think it should be respected as a sector as an industry I completely appreciate that it's perceived to be more frivolous compared to medics and legals of course but in terms of a commercial viability and reality I think there's an awful lot more that we can do to allow people to respect it and truly see the value in it. 
And like for you, Amy Connolly, I've got mm. to buy Amy, like you're opening a store on Grafton Street <laughs> in September, which is amazing. Anyone who's walked up and down that street lately will have seen those vacant units. Like, yeah. do you think as someone now with bricks and mortar, it is respected and taken seriously enough? Yeah, I think I definitely agree with what Jen is saying, that there's definitely always more to be done. But I, I see myself personally a real shift over the last two years. And maybe it is the likes of us doing more press about the significance of the industry and seeing those figures like what you pulled at the beginning um, I've been involved in a few kind of business networks and you know you really see the, the difference in people's perspective around the beauty industry when you're actually taking a bit seriously and you share numbers of potentially you know financially how it's going or you know the amount of units sold or the amount of employment and then people kind of go oh wow okay that is that is a real sector so I think it would be foolish to ignore it I think when you look at what it accounts for globally it's only going to get bigger and bigger and obviously Ireland is following that trend so yeah I feel really lucky to be working in an industry that is growing year on year but also that I'm really passionate about. Amy mentioned there Jennifer Rock um, of Skin Nerd the importance of just the networks and the role models and ultimately mentorship like there'll be a lot of people listening to you this morning who might have an idea and they're trying to see how do I convert it like how important has it been to be a part of communities where women are backing women and you have a tribe around you? For me it's been fundamental I'm a big believer that who you surround most of your time with is essentially should aspire you and challenge you and not be yes people and I suppose really help to I suppose, bring you forward. So Amy has always been a confidant, to be honest. Even during the pandemic, we had... Uh, Likewise. <laughs> thank you. We had uh, monthly conversations where we called it like the meeting of minds and would have a really <laughs> frank and transparent conversation as to how to navigate our way through such an unusual time. Both of us, I suppose, started a business at a similar time. But when I look to outside of that, going for growth has always been a large part of it. I mean... I have, to, I have to say thank you so much to Paula. She's a phenomenal lady. Anyone that's been part of that network will know that. Breed O'Donoghue, Susan Spence, who's been amazing women that I've, I suppose, been lucky enough to sit at their table and they don't really guide you. They more listen and facilitate and help you figure out your own answers because there's no right or wrong. There's uh, We all tend to face similar challenges and I've been lucky enough to sit on forums with Enterprise Ireland and I'm a big believer in reaching out to people who I hold in high esteem and just asking, do you have time? But it's finding the person at the right time in their career that they can and actually they're, they're somewhat restful and they're able to mm-hmm. give that time back to you. I think that's hugely important and, and I've been fortunate enough to have had a few And that you mentioned going for growth and I've been lucky to, to work with Paula Fitzsimons there and I should say for anyone who's listening this morning there are amazing early stage female uh, opportunities particularly one at the moment for female entrepreneurs in rural Ireland that is called Acorns. That, that current cycle is open at the moment. It is free. It's sponsored by the Department of Agriculture, Food and Marine. Anyone interested you can check out acorns.ie just to give that it's right calling there. Amy, bring me back to you, age 16, out working in retail, in this whole industry, saving up your money. So by age 23, you decided just to go for it. Do you think you kind of have to have a high <laughs> risk appetite and a, an ability to recommit to the suffering of startup life every day? Yeah, I would say every year I have a new element of risk or you know, just kind of go for it mentality and whatever I'm doing, you know, Grafton Street being one of them. Like I rocked into the office in January saying, I actually want to open on Grafton Street. And the whole team were like, sorry, what? And I was like, yeah, perfect. Let let me go find a unit. And then we did. Um, I think that was one of the best things that stood to me when I was younger. Do you know, I think when you start working from that young age, I was so inspired by the beauty world. I loved it. I didn't want to give it up. I had studied commerce and French, so it was not very related to what I wanted to work in. So when I graduated, it was like, 
oh sure perfect I'll just go and start my own brand sure what's the worst that could happen it'll be fine so didn't overthink it and like I always say that to people like that was my blessing in disguise is that I didn't psych myself out I didn't think about all the potential that could go wrong you just have to back yourself and go for it and sometimes that's the the best willpower that you could ever have rather than listening to all the potential no's that either people might tell you or your mind might tell you and I still play with that most months in business and Jennifer Rock Amy Connolly there talked about backing yourself and take me back to your 18 year old self and I guess I asked this question also as a single mother and Amy I know you're the child of a single mother <laughs> mm-hmm. Jennifer you were a single mother at 18 like did that propel you into action of I got to figure my career path out here and so that I'm financially secure and I know the roadmap ahead 100% have to say I had I had huge support at 18 though my parents were unbelievable so they were my my son's father is an amazing parent and also my parents were fantastic co-parents because I still lived at home with that stage. Of course, Anya, I mean, the reality was I was propelled into a whole world of adulthood that maybe others managed to escape for a few years longer. So I always tell him he's my biggest why and he's the best thing I've ever made. We haven't, <laughs> I haven't ever cooked for you all, so that's the kind of credit for that. But from, from a, I suppose, a proud perspective, he's been with me the whole way through. So while I was in college, he was the person, I probably shouldn't admit this, he's the person that I trialled all my skincare and massage. <laughs> routines on he's definitely uh, a fan of all things beauty but yes I think it's definitely forced me to figure out what I want an awful lot younger and it, if you have to provide not just for yourself but for somebody else and you want to give them a home and 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 that became my biggest drive and I suppose I would look back on my 20s and where a lot of people might have had maybe more of a social life my prime focus was ensuring I had the best career to set myself up for success so that Matthew and I could have all that we wanted to have within it and now he's 18 just finished his leaving cert getting his results on Friday and I was the same age whilst pregnant so looking at him it's like we've gone full cycle so let's see what the next 18 years hold. Just brilliant. For both of you thriving in this industry Amy Connolly of Sculpted by Amy do you think the industry has changed beyond recognition like when we think of the old style advertising from the legacy brands and we now look at brands who are thinking about climate body positivity different celebrations of skin types and colours and more social awareness has it changed forever more? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think I think the changes have been phenomenal and majority for, for the right reasons, which is great. Like we as a brand, our main hashtag has always been filter free faces. So ironically, we were kind of living in this world as it just gained legs and momentum. And I think it's all for the best because, you know, it really impacts people's either self-consciousness or how they view themselves when they're viewing things that are really distorted online. But I think even more so outside of, you know, potentially like sustainability views or how people are viewing themselves and the body positivity and the consciousness, it's actually the technology and that rapid change that has brought to the industry. Like one thing I will say for anyone considering going into the beauty industry, like you have to strap in because it is so fast paced. Like you cannot sit still for a second because something is moving or something is changing. And we always pride ourselves on trying to, you know, really go up against the global brands and keep our stance there and push forward and forward. But it is nonstop. But it's so exciting at the same time. Jennifer Rock, does that resonate with you? And having constant state of readiness, like you were ready when pandemic hit. You didn't have the scramble like a lot of other brands trying to figure out how to do online B2C. You know, did that stand you probably just constantly trying to be future proof over the years? Yeah, I think because I launched the Skin Nerd, the online consultation piece two years prior to the pandemic where people didn't really, or some were slightly dubious as to how do you perform a consultation online. But I suppose our numbers and our retention rate will show that people really want education. That's everything we stand for. 
So for me, education is the heart of all that we do, whether it's empowering you to know what to do with the product, what not to do with the product. But where Amy mentions about being, you know, buckled up and ready for the ride, <laughs> that's that's true of any SME and a startup in particular. What I find my biggest learning over the last few years has been has has to allow us to stop for a moment to actually breathe and make sure that we're focusing on the correct things mm-hmm. because so many amazing opportunities thankfully have come our way and it's about sometimes it's harder to say no but it's and, and you're and you're thinking god am I wrong like what these amazing markets are asking this phenomenal shop or store wants me in a different country but it's about buckling down and figuring out what's right for us right here right now and everything we do is education so ensuring that we walk that and perfect the basics correctly first is where we are truly at well continued success to both of you you were both powerhouses I can't wait to see what you both do next. Thank you so much for that. Amy Connolly, sculpted by Amy and Jennifer Rock of The Skin Nerd, back after these.